So welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Kelsey Zeiser. I'm an editor at Light Reading. And I'm Andrew Dugan. I'm the Chief Technology Officer at Lumen. Yeah, well, thanks so much for joining me. It's nice to see you in person. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me. It's it's nice to be back in person at, at events like MEF's quarterly meeting here. Yeah, and we're lucky to have some really nice weather, too. Well, yeah, it's beautiful. You know, globally, it's pretty hot right now, yeah. so that's a relief. Um, so you were on a panel yesterday about the LSO Sonata API adoption. Can you tell us a little bit about Lumen's journey in adopting those um, APIs and how has that improved uh, automation of business functions? Yeah, yeah. So um, it, these APIs they're really important for Lumen, and I think to explain why, I might have to talk a little bit about what our strategy is as a company. Um, we're in the middle of a transformation from a telecom company to a technology company, and what that means for us is that we um, are changing from the traditional telecom model of a customer places an order, it goes through an order entry process. Um, it goes through a design and provisioning process and then eventually gets turned off with relatively long intervals. We're changing to a digital first company where we want to have a digital experience with our customers. We want them to come in through a portal or through an API to be able to order and manage services. In order to do that, we have to accomplish a couple things. One is we have to automate our infrastructure, automate our services. And that's where our digital first approach to building products um, comes in. But in order to interface with uh, customers and with partners, we need APIs that um, they can call uh, to facilitate those transactions. So APIs are core to our go forward strategy. Um, and so when it comes to the types of services that we offer, the LSO APIs that MEF is building are geared towards that, and um, they're well-suited to help that transformation for us as a company. We're relatively early on in the adoption um, and development of those APIs, um, so I wouldn't say necessarily that they've created a lot of transformation within Lumen today, okay. but we are on that path. Mm -hmm. um, we have built out some APIs, and we are in the process of um, testing those with uh, a partner right now. Okay. And is that another service provider partner? You don't have to name names. But <laughs> um, it, it is an enterprise customer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. It was interesting to hear as well that uh, a lot of enterprises are, are also interested in, in using those mm -hmm. APIs uh, within their organizations. Uh, and then how do you feel like um, MEF's uh, work around uh, standards for SD-WAN and SASE, how is that uh, beneficial to Lumen? and your customers as well. Yeah. Well, going back in the history of MEF, um, when it was the Metro Ethernet Forum, helped define standards around carrier Ethernet. Mm -hmm. And that did great things for the industry because it created a common language that people could use to order services, compare services across multiple providers, and have interoperability. And what MEF is doing with uh, SD-WAN and SASE will facilitate that same thing. Create a common language, create a way to have a conversation across multiple providers, multiple solutions, and be able to um, order and uh, use those services in a, in a common way. Mm -hmm. um, and do you have any insight, um, you know, as a, a member of the board into when some of those standards, uh, especially SASE, is going to be fleshed out a little bit more? Can we, do you think we'll hear some more updates maybe in the fall or? 
Um, so we're really getting started on SASE now um, in terms of the service definitions. SD-WAN is further along. Um, and, and Lumen was very involved in developing those standards for SD-WAN. We're the primary editor on, on those standards. Um, we will also be participating heavily in SASE. That's my expectation. And you know, so we're getting started. So it'll, it'll, be, it'll be a few months before okay. that comes out. Um, I think it's a good time right now to uh, help define that because SASE is really gaining traction in the industry, getting to that common language. What are the components of SASE? What do they do for the mm -hmm. customer? Um, what are the attributes associated with each of those components of SASE? Will help provide some structure that I think we're lacking today in the industry. Yeah, it was interesting hearing from some of the security suppliers yesterday about uh, how there's just this, um, you know, everyone's kind of latched on to SASE and they want to say, yes, we're doing it. But then yeah. what are you measuring that yeah. against? So it'll um, be really beneficial. <laughs> yes, it will. It will be hugely beneficial because it does create that commonality to have the conversation around what is this component? What is its function? What are the configurable attributes of it? Um, and it will help get rid of some of that confusion because you know that I think that happens commonly with a lot of new technologies is when something becomes apparent that it's going to really gain traction in the industry everybody wants to associate yeah. themselves with it we kind of saw that with SD-WAN a little bit as well yeah. um, I think there were uh, 30 40 vendors at, at one point and the consolidation didn't happen as fast as a lot of people anticipated yeah absolutely and it is a confusing time when those things happen because everybody sort of redefines their current capabilities in terms of the new terms and it doesn't always line up mm -hmm. across multiple suppliers multiple providers and it gets really confusing so that, that, that's why I think this work is really important. Yeah, no pressure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and then do you feel like um, the emphasis on the hybrid or distributed workforce, has that um, impacted Lumen's approach to SD-WAN and SASE? I mean, it seems like even though we're, um, things have changed quite a bit along this road of the pandemic, that there's still a lot of folks working from home or going into the office a little bit. So yeah. how has that changed the conversation around SD-WAN? Um, well, it, it has absolutely changed the conversation. Yeah, so the pandemic has has clearly changed um, the, the conversation around SD-WAN and SASE. I think what it's done is really accelerated it. And, you know, it's created opportunity for people like Lumen, companies like Lumen, to be able to... Um, develop new capabilities to be able to serve the the new way that the enterprise operates. So one example would be, you know, the importance of zero trust network access as employees are becoming more distributed, enterprises need a way to manage secure access to their applications, mm -hmm. uh, maybe differently than they have before. Um, it becomes a, a very a more common way for people to access the applications. Mm -hmm. Um, it becomes more broad the, the set of applications that they're managing. And so having tools that are part of SASE, like Zero Trust, um, help them manage it. So it's sort of accelerated our view uh, around how important it is. And we're working on solutions for enterprises mm -hmm. that help them solve those problems. And so we'll be, um, uh, we'll be coming out with something around that soon. Yeah, and it, it sounds like um, the, was it 128, the security 
uh, standard was uh, passed this week. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, the, okay. bo the board had a meeting this week, and each board meeting we vote on adoption of mm -hmm. some of the standards. Um, that particular standard defines the security around the LSO APIs okay. and how you secure them. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's a that's a big important step for overall uh, LSO mm -hmm. adoption. Okay. And you mentioned um, Zero Trust, and there was some discussion yesterday on that um, uh, security panel about the difference between um, Zero Trust and CTNA. Is that I I'd kind of thought of, um, you know, along the lines with SASE and then SSE, that it was a little bit of splitting hairs in the difference. But is there, do you feel like there's a big difference between the two? Or um, I think in some people's minds, there's a big difference between mm -hmm. the two, um, but it, but it really comes back to the lack of common language, the lack of common definition, because if somebody wants to portray their capabilities in the context of, of one of those SASE elements, mm -hmm. they'll use language to do that. And that confuses the conversation. So, um, that's that's the benefit. In theory, there really shouldn't be a lot of overlap. There's mm -hmm. some, um, but that's where the standards come in and really help clarify it. Okay, that'll be helpful for me as well. Yeah, to, to really I, I think I think for everybody. the nuances there. And yeah, and I, and I think even for people who are heavily involved in the development of these capabilities, it's helpful for them too. Mm -hmm. Not that they don't necessarily know what they are, but that it provides clarity around how you have a conversation about yeah. it. So we're all speaking the same language. Yeah. Um, anything else um, just with our last few minutes that you're looking forward to um, in your work with uh, MEF over the next year or anything we should um, kind of keep an eye on? Um, well, I think the big thing for MEF is that we're seeing an acceleration in people working on development of APIs around the standards. You know, if you look at where we were last year, there was a handful of people talking about it and working on it. And we track adoption as a part of the work that MEF does. And we've seen a, a big acceleration over the last year in terms of people who are working on building those APIs and starting to leverage them with partners. So for me, it's really nice to see that work um, actually getting used and adopted. Mm -hmm. um, I think we'll continue to see an acceleration over the next year. Um, starting out at the underlaid network um, part of the standards. So okay. things like carrier ethernet and internet access or the basic connectivity components. And then over time, as the um, SD-WAN standards get rounded out, as the SASE standards get built out, um, we'll see adoption in future years for those. So there is a bit of a lag that we're dealing with here mm -hmm. between definition and adoption. And then we're starting to see that traction happen. And, th and that's exciting. Okay. Uh, and then there was also some um, discussion. It sounds like another new initiative is adding in blockchain and the ITN. Um, can you speak to that at all? Or are you looking forward to trying those things out? Or have you? <laughs> um, so we have experimented with blockchain. So, um, But let, let me explain a little bit of the context for that. I mean, you can use blockchain for uh, recording and verification of pretty much any transaction. You know, one of the things we did here at uh, this quarterly MEF meeting is we had a number of service providers get together and talk about adoption of, of the standards. And settlement between carriers, settlement between carriers together, but also carriers to the enterprise, is a, um, is a, is a thing that's a challenge for all of us. Um, and so the, con the idea of having blockchain 
to track and manage those transactions and provide verifiable um, truth that the transactions happened, mm -hmm. um, what the billing should be associated with them, is a really interesting thing for carriers. And so I think that's where, uh, where I think the initial adoption will be. And the ITN network is a blockchain network that MEF is participating in mm -hmm. that will help facilitate those types of transactions. So we're experimenting with it now mm -hmm. and we'll see whether that becomes something that is used more broadly. Yeah. And it sounds like that'll also add another level of security as well to this whole process. Is that right? Yeah, it does. Um, you know, it, it's a verifiable transaction. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, it gives you more confidence that that transaction is real, who you're dealing with is real, mm -hmm that the attributes around it are agreed upon. So yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, definitely reassuring. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. uh, well, thank you so much for joining me. And again, great to see you in person and hope you enjoy the rest of the event. Yeah, thanks for talking with me. Yeah, I appreciate it.